Hey guys, welcome to the Afterlap. I'm here in LA with my buddy Tommy Wakefield. Hey y'all. Dragging him to the yard again. <laughs> now our sponsor wants to say, hey, can you guys do an episode about how woke culture is affecting stand-up comedy? And I feel like that's a pretty hackneyed topic at this point. We've discussed it. <laughs> Have I mean, we specifically we discussed it? Uh... Maybe we've touched on it. We could touch on it again. I think this is the best time to do comedy. Can I tell you? Why is that? I think it's a great time because it's what you said when we were getting our juices at the store. Now that Biden is president, mm -hmm. you don't have to be 100% liberal 100% of the time. Right. Well, the free world no longer feels under constant threat of descending into uh, fascist chaos. Yes. That's kind of... Especially in liberal cities with liberal audiences, it did feel like if you weren't actively opposing Trump, you were putting us all in physical danger. Yeah. That was the vibe in some comedy clubs, whereas it does feel like the collective butthole in these liberal meccas has unclenched I think just you might be a like little bit. E either it's unclenched because of that or people are so excited to be out. That could be, like, too. Because I do think that the, the the tenor of a comedy club before the pandemic and now seems a little bit because I'm saying shit, I'm getting away with shit. Like I, I'm getting away with this, really? I can't believe it. You watch Dom Herrera, God bless Dom Herrera, oh, shout out on stage. I saw so him dropping uh, f bombs, f a g bombs, yeah. n bombs, whatever. Not great. <laughs> I mean, but Kinda. also it's it's like an old school way of him saying like, I'm making my stamp about words I can say if I want to. And people go, all right. Well, people say all right because he's like, you know, he's, he's so old. A legend. Yeah, and he's old. Right. I get it. You can't do it when you're like a, a 25-year-old guy on the scene. Right. Trying to make an impression. Um, he, it's kind of like, oh, Grandpa. What is <laughs> Everyone has a little bit of a racist grandpa. But people are like, what is it, 10? We got to put up the, with this for 10 minutes? But it's kind of like what you're saying. Like, I feel like there was a time you could never criticize people, uh, Democratic people in the past year, who you can now you can kind of shit on a little bit. Like, you can shit on Cuomo, you can shit on Newsom, you can mm -hmm. shit on Fauci. You know what I mean? Well, th this is the funny thing about where I'm coming from and people my age, mm -hmm. people on the left, especially LA people. Yeah, is they've been fully shitting on. Democrats and the Democratic Party the whole time uh, from like a left perspective. Yeah. So uh, you wear your braids at the coffee shop and you read Marx? They're not left enough. They're not communist enough. They're not this and that. And I have had a coming uh, or or I guess a uh, I have had to reckon reconsider <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Not even reconsider. Like, I would still consider myself as left as I always was. I don't think any of my positions have changed. But I think what has changed on some issues is how annoyed I am with the people on the internet and their yeah. fucking super left takes that are based in just absolute I'll give air. You, I'll give you an example of, of, of a left take that bu bugs me. Again, okay. this is through the filter of a bias of having a brother who's a cop. Sure. And having done cop movies, even hand on Amazon Prime, coming soon, uh, that you, this idea that, well, they could have shot her in the leg. They could have shot him in the arm. They could have shot the gun out of his hand. Like, they realistically think that is an actual 
viable option that should be explored by police departments. And that is ridiculous. (laughs) I mean. But you can't tell them that because they don't know guns. They don't know how it works. They don't know when a a life is threatened, what it means, what what the protocol is, what you have to do, what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to at the center of mass always. That's the training. And the training wasn't just arbitrary. Hey, kill, kill dark people. It's like you have to stop the threat. That is the best way to stop the threat. Right. Yeah, I I think when Joe Biden says, like, shoot him in the leg, I think that is, uh, to me, kind of a deflection of the issue. And the issue to me is when does a threat justify lethal force? By the time you're shooting a gun. It's too late. It's if you're if you're a cop and you're choosing to shoot a gun, I do think you're probably shooting to kill. Yeah, that's what you're that's a mandate. You, you shoot to kill. And you're probably shooting to hit the target. I don't it's it's not like everybody every single cop is like some western movie where he's like pew 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 <laughs> knocking all the cans off. Yeah, shooting the gun in the hand. Like, Ugh. These are just regular people, <laughs> right? This is not your western hero it's not the with quick in the dead. Pinpoint accuracy. Most of these cops are probably a little more like stormtroopers. Yeah. And uh to me, the issue is when does a threat justify lethal force? Not force. so much, oh, yeah, we can shoot everybody we want to, just shoot them in the leg. I don't think that is going to – I think that's a very – Like Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator 2, I shoot them in the leg. That's a very, like, half-brained yeah. uh, but it's, it's solution. A, for some people, they find that to be a valid police reform. Also, silly. shooting people in the leg is, like, like – massively harmful and you depending on what you hit that's where your biggest arteries are you could still easily kill someone yeah, that way sure. it's not even worth talking about when it comes to like should someone be shot you know 24 times i know that's what the training is i don't necessarily know that that's necessary but i'm not an expert and yeah. uh it, it does seem excessive when you hear like yes of course this guy will <laughs> like reach for his glove box and got yeah. shot like 24 times you're just like any rational person can think that that was excessive yes of course but let's not go down that particular (laughs) yeah we've been on that one that um the thing that i've been having fun with okay about woke culture and comedy Uh uh-huh and why i think it's fun is because i think it's fun to go on stage and thread the needle and when you leave have republicans think i like that kid I like it. some guy in Austin was like, "Hey man, it's good to have a like, Republican comic." I was like, "I'm not a fucking Republican comic," but to them, it occurred. I occurred to them as Republican because I said things that were kind of. I like to toggle. I like to toggle. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I said, this is something I'm happy about. When I go, um, I talk about how I'm, I don't think I'm getting the vaccine. Mm. I know that's like, oh my god. Not because I'm like, oh my god, Bill Gates is going to follow me to and from the Dairy Queen, find out what I'm doing. No, yeah. it's because <laughs> I had COVID. Mm-hmm. It messed up my heart. It made my heart a little uh, Republican. And then, <laughs> and then I go, well, not a lot, not a lot. Like, I hate Trump. Democrat. But I'd stay in the Trump Hotel. Republican. Because you had COVID? But as long as someone else pays for it, which is Democrat. So I'm mostly Democrat. <laughs> that's silly. <laughs> it's silly. Okay, I, I think that's a funny uh, progression of facts. Why is 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 the, are you implying that it's because you had COVID that you're this way? Well, be, be, basically, I'm sort of conflating COVID with the pandemic, which is what everyone's doing, right? The okay. response to COVID and COVID are not the same thing. 
Sure. You know, there is a there is a valid debate that will probably be settled years down the road if the response to COVID we had, the lockdowns were, um, if that was a little bit more um, excessive than it needed to be, if they actually stopped the spread of COVID. There's a lot of data that suggests that the lockdowns didn't really stop the spread, and quarantines didn't really stop the spread. Well, the uh, I mean, I stand kind of where I always did on it. I just don't think we handled it well at all. Yeah. I think there is excessive amounts of data in certain countries where they locked down and it clearly worked. Yeah. Did it work in the United States? Probably not because we did it too late and then for like two weeks. But and I feel like, I feel like L- L.A. was locked down the whole time. L.A. was hit the hardest. So what's that about? Because I know people who w- got COVID locked who like down never how? left their house. I know people who literally never left their house and got COVID. How is that possible? From like packages or amazon <laughs> no way i swear to god packages katie kazorla my opener she was just like look i never she never left because she has an older husband so she never left the fucking house and she fucking got covid and her husband got covid and i mean someone's lying <laughs> that's just i mean that's just not how it works katie kazorla <laughs> someone's lying but there if you had an exchange with like a random person who showed up and they had covid and they okay just, you know sure so the and then 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 it brings up the fact like well they I mean they recovered from it sure so anyway so <laughs> and I'm I'm not going to get the I don't know if I'm going to get the vaccine yet okay here can I respond to that yes I think that's so silly the vaccine ain't changing Bill this huh? the vaccine they're giving out today they're not putting out a new one in six months there's gonna be a booster there's not a new model guess what the booster is gonna be same fucking shit just a little less of it yeah it's it is what it is. Do I agree with you that the science is a little premature? Like, there may be some long-term risks that we haven't accounted for? I think that there is an argument to be made there. Is it going to be different or safer in six months? Absolutely not. So, if you're not going to get it, then just don't get it. But yeah. if you're going to get it in six months when it's safe, just get it now because it's the same. I agree. I, agree. I yeah. will I will get it if it becomes a employ employer-based mandate, mm-hmm. which is possible. Oh, very possible. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm not like, what the fuck, man? I'm not, I don't have – I'm not – it's not a hill I'm wanting to die on. But at the same time, I just don't feel like COVID didn't affect me that much when I had it. <laughs> I, I did have it. I have immunity. I have the antibodies. I know, like, well, the the vaccine will get you doubly. Then you then the Madagascar variant that comes in from the Delta, know, the Ooh, Delta variant, the Delta. Um, so I get that. And the truth is, I should probably get the vaccine. I get that. I I'm feeling reckless. Like, if if I shit, I don't. I just don't know if I could do another lockdown. I might rather die. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I'm feeling wild. Like, going back to society is. Oh, it feels so good. Right? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm still, like, anxious and weird around people <laughs> and things, but it's like, like, I was at a restaurant. Nobody had masks on, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I get my that. posture's all fucked up. I'm a little, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm like, oh, I was, I was in Burbank barking for my show. Probably interacted with, like, 200 people, just strangers one after another but you were outdoors i was outdoors and i was like this is amazing yeah i love this and then i you know i went to a comedy show and i shared a joint with someone and i went to a 
a bar and we played like these games. I I was at the bar, no mask. I talked to a stranger. I had a good interaction. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Like I mean, I'm I mean, I'm getting emotional. It's it's a super important, necessary part of life to of being human. It is. It is being human. We're social creatures. Yes. We cannot deny that we're social creatures. Especially me. I'm a fucking extrovert. Yeah. Like big time. Yeah. Even even like barking, like handing out flyers and getting rejected by people, I, I feel myself like powering up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could go up to 40 people in a row and have them be like, no, don't. I don't want to come to your stupid show. And I would have more energy and confidence <laughs> just for having spoken to those people. And and I was like, damn, I forgot what a, like a life source this is for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm stoked. Yeah. No, it's good. And I think that... um. I think audiences are are really good right now. I don't know how long it's gonna last. Yeah, but they're they're they seem like they're really like open to. I I don't think they're as sensitive as they were a I think year ago. It's gonna get better. Yeah, um, because you know, and I I and sometimes I do like really stuff that I'm always like I don't know if I should do this. Like I I said um. The next part of that bit, I'll go like you know like I'm, I'm all for like marches. Mm-hmm. Like LGBTQ marches, BLM yeah. marches, but not as like they cause a huge traffic jam. Like I'll wait through a light, <laughs> but no two. I'll wait through two because I'm an ally. Yeah, but three. Come on, man. Yeah, with these gas prices. I mean, I believe in justice, but not until we get a better deal with OPEC. So I. <laughs> silly. It's silly stuff. Sure, yeah. But like you know, the, the minute you say BLM, people, <gasps> what's he going? What's he going to say? You just gotta go. You say something silly around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that all these landmines that exist, if you kind of approach them, if you approach them from a silly kind of foreigner perspective of looking at it like, look at this silly thing, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a human who is self-interested and narcissistic, people will always find that funny. Yeah, for sure. How a narcissist handles a huge <laughs> social... Well, because we all have that feeling. I mean, that reminds me of a... This is, that was a different bit. Yeah. But there's this old Patrice O'Neill bit about like how he's on the subway and they're like the train's being delayed because a woman was found on the tracks. And then he does the act out he's and he's like, Oh, oh, that's terrible. And then he sits there for a little bit and then he looks at his watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. It's like we all as human beings <laughs> we are torn between wanting to be a good person. And being self-interested. Yes. And it's the, the constant devil-angel battle. Yes. And so, I think at yeah. the end of the day, not to be too Machiavellian about shit, but I think we are really mostly self-interested. Like, when we care about things, we care about them. Our, our, the, the breadth of, which, of the things that we can care about mm-hmm. is much more limited than we think it is. Sure. Like, we're not really caring about all of humanity if you're really caring about all of humanity, then look at the injustice all over the world because it's a lot fucking worse than in America. I think I kind of look at it this way a little bit in terms of like moral framework. I care about, ultimately when it comes down to it, I care about myself. Mm-hmm. And I care about all of humanity because I care about myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Problems that affect anyone 
and could affect me, I care about because if they happen to me, I would want other people to care. Yeah. Yep. Like at a base level. Like when it comes to the healthcare situation. Sure. I think that's super, super fucked up. And I also feel like I could be like none of that shit is happening to me, but it could happen to me. Yeah. And I don't want to live in a world where that could happen to me. Yes. So I want to fix it for everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I I consider myself relatively altruistic and trying to do the right thing. But even that comes from a place of self-interest. Yeah. If, if you, don't you, want if you boil down my moral framework, it's like I want to live. I don't want to live in a world where anyone would be okay with this happening to me. Therefore, I shouldn't be okay with it happening to another person. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But that's self-interest. Yeah. Now, um, back to some of the stuff that's happening that I want to talk to culturally. Okay. About woke culture and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. It is, but one also th- sometimes one good. of the things that. Um, <laughs> Back to what we were talking about, like now that Biden's president, you can actually sort of veer off the party line a little bit. Yeah, you can foray into like you know darker woods if you still have the the the, the heartbeat of a of a fucking bleeding heart liberal. Yeah. For example, John Stewart on the Colbert uh, yes. show, where he basically was pretty fucking passionate about his belief that the Wuhan virus was created in a lab and it was clearly leaked. Now. That's something that we'd heard about for a long time, but because Trump was the major proponent of it, everyone's like, no, 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 no. We can't fucking, we can't give this to him. It always struck me as weird that that was dismissed out of hand. I don't know why. It was also one of those things, like, I felt like, this is this how, this how it occurred to me. Oh, well, somebody ate a fucking bat. The first thing was somebody ate a bat. And they are <laughs> like, that's racist. To quit saying... Was it, they ate something called a pangolin that was f- infected by a bat and pangolins and and then people were like, well, that's so fucked up. What are they doing eating pangolins? And like, well, it's because of the global warming and the environment, and we're chopping down all the rainforests, so all these crazy animals are coming closer to cities, and so really, it's because Trump is destroying the environment that this happened. Like, that's really how they reverse engineered the narrative. That because all these wi- all the wildlife was getting close to the cities, right? That's you know, so you just find you you have your narrative and you back engineer to make it fit it, right? Sure, sure. So I didn't pretty really th- dubious. So if you say that it's odd that Chinese people eat these fucked up animals, that's racist. But then if it's a lab leak, then it becomes somehow that's racist. I don't I don't understand why that was dismissed, and now it's all coming out that it was dismissed. Because of our great hero, Dr. Fauci, was like, I don't, why, they want to kill their own people? Like, what is he, dude, you, he, first of all, this is what pissed me off about Fauci. Fauci isn't in a lab with Plus, a coat and a bunsing burner and a pipette running experiments. He's a bureaucrat at the top of the fucking chain who's handed reports from beneath him. Sure. And he, he accepts them and rejects them based on his political point of view and his purview. Yeah, and his I agenda. agree with that. So, <clears throat> question, are, are you implying... Intentional or accidental lab leak? Oh, accidental for sure. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that like China was trying to like destroy the world starting in Wuhan. <laughs> no, me neither. That I seems think that random it was accidental. They found out about it and they're like, "Fucking shut the fuck up." Okay. Second question: Are you thinking um, experimentation gone awry? Or development of a bioweapon gone awry? Um, 
well, like what, research what, into what is, coronavirus what prevention. The what is the name of the thing that they? There's a name for it, like rate of measure. There's a, some sort of name for that type of research, where they're they basically take viruses and they say, "Let's fuck with this virus and see what we can create." Now, are they creating it for the purpose of creating a bioweapon? I think ultimately, always, always, a biological weapon is. I mean, that's how the fuck I feel about these Boston Dynamics videos where <laughs> where they have, like, a robot doing a tap dance. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I got a sneaking fucking suspicion that the person funding these robot monsters aren't doing it for the entertainment yeah, purposes. Yeah, they're not making a Broadway show by George Wolf bringing a noise, no, bringing a funk. Dude, no, dude, no matter how many of these little, like, oh, look at this robot doing a back handspring, <laughs> the people behind that robot are military-minded. Of They're being built to kill people. Of course, of course. Obviously, everyone knows that. Drones are created to kill people. To kill people. Not just to have fun on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not just to spy and... They're to kill people and see people naked. Those are the only... Reasons they were created. Well, interesting about the military. I love. I know people love this shit on the military, and for good reason. But mm -hmm. almost some True. of the, the best technology that affects our everyday life, our iPhones, our GPS, everything that we use, was derived from military research. Um, almost probably every, lasers. Almost everything that we sure. have for laser eye surgery, laser any laser surgery was de derived from using lasers in the military. True. GPS was Waze was originally created. It was like Radar. an Israeli military created mm -hmm. Waze. Yeah. So um, satellites. Yeah. Yeah. So it all starts with the agenda of like trying to destroy someone else. I mean, even the fucking space program. Yeah. Missiles to oh, blow sure. people up came before missiles yeah. to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Space Force is all about. We have to make sure that we get space locked down so no one can uh, attack now, us. I would argue the first plane was made uh, with the in with peaceful intentions. Oh, for sure. But then immediately co-opted and improved by someone who wanted to blow someone up. Yeah. Yeah. And just the idea of, like, the A-bomb that was obviously only made to— Oh, 100%. I mean, I guess you could Nuclear argue fission. I guess you could argue the A-bomb was made as a sort of, like, psychological deterrent— we don't want to actually use it. Oh no, we they wanted want to, to use it. Yeah, they wanted. To they wanted to fucking use it. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> brutal. The printing press, peaceful. Peaceful. Yeah. I'm I'm pro printing press. Guten Gutenberg, uh, you know. <laughs> Although that was the birth of propaganda too, and the Bible. Get well, everyone indoctrinated to the Bible. But it was also the birth of freedom of information, which was the strongest tool at the time against propaganda which was being disseminated by the priests mm. in church yeah there boom so, so goes both ways the internet that's an interesting one maybe do you think the internet uh was invented with warfare in mind well if you look at the people and so i do think and there was a documentary on netflix about this the people in silicon valley who are creating the biggest platforms for social media yeah i think they all initially had an idea that this is going to like this is the the, the solution for humanity is if you bring if you if you if you lessen the barriers you lessen the ignorance everyone can come together and get along and global like globalism at its core is a great idea like we it's we're a beautiful all, idea it's a beautiful idea yeah 
it's the closest thing. It's like a weird sort of pseudo utopia, right? If we can, all, if if you're talking to a Russian on Facebook, then they're probably not going to want to blow us up. And you know, there's a whole true. You know, I so think there's truth to that. Yes, but what happens is because at the end of the day, everything is profit motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to keep making profit, and the Capitalism. way you keep making profit is is two things, right? Um, there's fear and control. Yeah. And they're the same thing, right? So no matter what you think about this virus, you have to acknowledge the fact that some of the shit going down is about f- the media promulgates fear constantly. Yeah. It's their fucking MO. That's all they want to fucking do on both sides, right? The Nazis are fucking going to take us over. The liberals are going to fucking, the communists, whatever the fuck it is. Fear, 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 fear. Because the more that you're afraid, the more that you look at this this echo chamber and you go, oh my gosh, I need to figure out how to, they're going to teach me how to deal with this fear and then now there's a commercial to buy this thing that I'll fucking, it'll help me with my fear. It's all about con- consumption, right? Mm-hmm. So it's consumption, control, and fear. That's like the triangle that makes the world go fucking around. Yeah. And I do a bit about this that I'm fucking loving where I talk about Netflix, right? Which obviously went through the fucking roof in the pand- pandemic in terms of its shares and how much it's doing. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, Netflix, if you were watching a series on Netflix and yeah. it went like w- an episode and a half, it would stop and there'd be a prompt that would say like, are you still watching? Right. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. So I'd do the whole thing like, are you, are you okay? Maybe you need to go outside, have a walk, or call your mom. I'm just going to wait and just make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. But now Netflix is like, next show starts in 14 seconds, motherfucker. And then the next show, and then the next show, you have eight seconds to order a pizza on Grubhub, you fat fuck, hail <laughs> Satan. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's true, they don't have the, pr- none of them have the true. prompt anymore. Now uh. they all, and now some of them will start. It says you better be still watching. Yeah. <laughs> you, better be w- <laughs> you better be still watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they'll start a new series that you didn't even want to see. And all of a sudden, like, oh. And every there is always some agenda in every series. Here, here's a weird thing that I've found out about uh, being tangentially involved in the studio system, which is a weird thing no one talks about. Mm. I'm going to drop it on you baby birds right here. <laughs> The Hollywood entertainment system is 100% beholden to China. True. In other words, any big movie that comes out that an American company is going to make, they will have to consider the interests of the Chinese government. Now, or they will not do it. I wouldn't say maybe beholden in every case, but I would definitely say constantly considering like they recut all the star wars movies to send them to china mm. they, they cut all the potentially could be considered uh gay stuff yeah. out of all the disney content to send it to china yeah and when that's they back were in the day sure i mean so now they're being made from the ground up now that the chinese government is the most powerful government in the fucking world mm. from the ground up they're being made with this in mind like legendary is a Chinese subsidiary company. So every legendary film... I did not know that. And what that means is that all these films, their major... Like, nothing can be solved. Check this out, Tom. It's going to blow your head. Yes. No problem in the movie can be solved without collectivism. The idea of the American individual, like the John Wayne character, Mm -hmm. that would just fucking go out and, like, blah, blah, blah. That's sort of gone by the wayside. Now it has to be a collective. Now you have, like, the Avengers... The X-Men. Oh, has to be, that I'm seems you, flimsy to me. No, but I'm saying all, nothing can be... Every solution to the... 
Oh, well, to, there was never an American movie about working with a team. Like Mission Impossible didn't exist. You know no, what no, I mean? no, no. I'm just saying, like that. That is that is a direct communist propaganda. Needing anyone but yourself. This, this is this is me just. Th- this is me working with someone, writing a film. Okay. For Legendary, who said okay, okay. we have to make the resolution this way hmm. because this is what they need because of their Chinese investments. Yeah. It's literally that's how it's considered. Now right. I don't know how uh, that band even. of brothers can only be one brother. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not American enough. Yeah, it can't be one brother. Yeah, on the loose. <laughs> so John Wick, how's John Wick do? John Wick does in China. That is funny. Yeah, it's not communist enough. One one man could never. So this <laughs> this way, yeah, we must come together and only have one child. I th- <laughs> I think that the big question right now. This is why I think I was thinking this when I was stoned the other day because I smoke weed sometimes all the time, was that um, there's two arguments. Uh-huh. There's the, the, the Democrat and the Republican, liberal, conservative argument. We all know them, right? The conservative <sighs> argument is that the country or the government should provide equal opportunity, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't guarantee equal outcome. And right. the liberal agenda is equal outcome is more important than equal opportunity. No. Absolutely it is. <laughs> equal That's opportunity is what both parties want. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I actually, I changed that. No, no, I changed no. that. I changed that. That's not true. The Democratic Party, as I understand it, wants equal opportunity so that we can be as close to this flimsy American concept of meritocracy as yeah. possible. Okay. The Republican Party says... You're on your fucking own, buddy, and you better hope that you were born into a position <laughs> of opportunity. Otherwise, I don't give a fuck because I'm true. voting Republican because I already have opportunity. But let me ask you this. Realistically, mm-hmm. I mean, you grew up in your neighborhood. I knew I grew up in a poor neighborhood. I grew up in poor, poor schools. I was to relatively middle class. In America, mm-hmm. at least more than 99% of the countries in the world. Yeah. Everyone given with a certain, uh, you know, let's take out um, health issues and blah, blah, whatever else. So a whole bunch Everyone of does have an opportunity to excel. In America, and I'm, everyone I, 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 has a chance to. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I take that back. It is not in America that everyone has a chance to succeed. It is that there's a chance anyone can succeed. And that's a very different distinction. You hear hear what I'm saying? Yeah. In America, anyone could get rich. It's, (laughs) but it's not the case that uh, everyone could get rich. Of course not. You know what I mean? Yeah, if everyone could get rich, then the world would be fucking chaos. It'd be like Bruce Almighty, everyone's getting their wish. And I think that is the distinction that, Republicans point and say the system isn't bad because anyone hypothetically could get rich. And Democrats point at it and say the system is bad because uh, not everyone could get rich. So from my point of view, we're I will about- agree that that is the difference. Yeah. So there's a and, and I think they're both wrong and they're both right because the Republicans are wrong because they think that that's it's a single variant thing. Work hard. Have faith. It's just a myth. Have family, da, da, and the American dream will happen. It's just not true. Right? It, yeah, in general, that's not true, of course. Yes. 
the liberals believe with a nice safety net and given giving social programs and welfare and, and money from the government, help from the government, then they will actually get the same opportunity. What's missing out from both of those is the variability of choice and free will and what people will do with that. Because you have people, okay, here's, here's a perfect analogy. This mm. is my analogy. Okay. Parents, right? Parents. We all know parents, like rich parents, who have rich kids, right? Mm-hmm. Now, of all the rich kids you know, how many of them are fucked up? Most of them. Most of them. And yet, are they're successful. Or maybe 50. I mean, some of them are, you think Chet Hanks is successful? You think Hunter Biden is successful? You when I say successful, I mean the- they got money, they got access, they're going to be fine in life, regardless of their actions. Why? Well, I, I mean. Are they successful for, like, are they successful in terms of did they take all the opportunity they had and make the most of their potential? Absolutely not. Are they successful in terms of will they lead a uh, like a, a safer and better life than someone who made all the right choices but was just born into abject poverty? Probably. You know what I mean? Although if just you, because if you go access. along LA, AA, AA communities all along L.A., you look at all the children of rich people and rich producers. They're all fucked up, and half of them are, a lot of them are dead from drugs and alcohol. Well, that's not great. That's not great. So, I mean, I'm mostly talking economics. So, my economic. point is, my point is, as a parent, right? You have a child. Uh huh. And you want to do mistake. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> you want to give them the best life possible. Sure. And some way, you give them the best life. Some parents just give them all the fucking money in the world, and they go, "This will help you have the best life." And that doesn't do it because no. there's still no social fabric. They still don't have integrity in their life. They, they haven't been raised with a moral framework. So Shocker that parenting is a little bit more complex than just giving people a lot of money. But I feel like, I feel like the government is like, is, like, is like Mama Bear or Papa Bear. Like The government is like, here we go. Like We'll give you money. The money that the government has given us during quarantine, do you think that has in any way truly helped people? Helped me. Yeah. Helped, helped you me fucking chill out and have fun. Helped me pay but off my <laughs> credit cards and be in a position where I can I mean, start yeah, investing money no, into career opportunities for myself. I get it. But at the same time, <laughs> so there's a limiting principle on it too, right? You're it limited by you. how much money they gave me. Yeah. And some people could <laughs> give you like, but if you just get a lot of money, some people who don't know, don't know what to do with the money, they're not going to use it in a way that's going to be the best way for them to move forward in Very their life. Very true. By the way, I would, though. that's why it's impossible. <laughs> that's why every employer out there is freaking out because nobody wants to go back to work. Good. <laughs> why is that good? Because they're paying shit wages and shit benefits, <laughs> and they deserve to have a labor shortage. That's how I feel. Yeah, I know. You want UBI. But UBI, $1,000 a month, is still like— It's not enough to live off. It's not enough, which is good. Anyone can admit that. It should be $1,000 a month is a lot. It's a lot. You can it's, make it less than that. Five hundred a month. You can live off a thousand dollars a month if you live like a fucking you know hermit. Of course. Yeah. Of course you can. So it's enough to motivate. So as a parent, it's the same thing. You have a kid. Mm-hmm. You want you want to give your kid proper morals and work ethic and yes. work hard. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, if all they see is the safety net, the kid won't work hard. Right. So it's a fine line, and I think that this fine line, everyone wants to make it seem like it's black or white. It's this, that. No, it. Everyone's always trying to figure you want to help. You want to push people and help them out. And you also want to be like, sometimes people need to fucking hit rock bottom and have to figure it fucking out. 
You yeah. Know? I mean, I would say, like, uh, I think my parents did a pretty good job of, like, giving me the things that I needed to succeed or have a chance to succeed in an area, but making me work for it, making me earn it, making me appreciate it if I got it. And also, like, you know what I mean? Like, Of course. Even when I came out here, I'm not the person who ever asks my parents for money. Yeah. And they'll sometimes say that they appreciate that. They're like, you never, when you call us, are, like, asking for shit. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm, like, complaining that I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> you complain, then, like, if you want to throw me money because I'm so sad, I won't stop you. I yeah. don't even do that. Sometimes, <laughs> like. You never get passive aggressive. I your parents mean, for money. Uh, I took a big. I took a. God, my daughter does fucking hell. I took a big loan out. I needed a new laptop, and I was like, "I'll pay you guys back for the laptop, but I need a couple grand, and then we'll do like a. I'm paying for it with no interest. You know what I mean? With and no that's interest. privilege. Yeah, that's privilege. A lot for of sure. people can't do that. For sure. But even then, I'm like, I'm trying to like respect the ethic of it, in a way that like. I'm I'm using this privilege, but I'm trying to do it in a way that's not disrespectful of how I th- believe. Uh, and I'm probably sound like a bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know yeah. what I mean. Like I'm trying to just like I don't know. I'm trying now, to work hard and not just be some. Of course, th- there's a lot of people who like that get their rent paid, they get all their bills paid, they get a new car. You mean every woman in L.A.? It's so and it's like I just don't think. That I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's just, it maybe it's easier to make it like that, but I feel like it means less. Yeah, for sure. And and even this brief discussion, mm-hmm. it's very clear that being given that from a parent isn't always the solution to a better life. No, and sometimes a lot of people still don't make it like or work hard. My, my parents were never were never wealthy, but there was never a point in my life where I thought. I could truly fail. Yeah. Right? Because I was like, worst case scenario, my parents can help me out. Right? Which is a luxury and a privilege. I understand. Totally. That. And my parents told me. But I also kind of wish, yeah. like, I probably would have been, I probably would be a lot further along right now if I didn't. If there's a part of me who's like, I got to fucking make it happen. Because I know That's people. That's interesting. I know people who have had that situation where they're like, their parents are like, no, nah, I'm not giving you fucking shit. You have to make your own. And they worked their fucking ass and found ways to make money. Right. And so there is my point is there is the I see the argument on both sides. The, I mean, I don't like pull yourself up the bootstraps is very condescending. It's also very condescending to say you're a victim of a shitty fucking system. So here we're going to throw money at you. And is it better now? It's like some people don't want that. They don't want to feel like a victim. They want to be challenged. And they want to be pushed. And they want to work harder. I think most people don't want to feel like a victim. But I also think that there is an objective reality to the inequity of America and how uh-huh. much more difficult it is for some people and how unnecessarily difficult the U.S. system makes it if you're starting from the bottom. Uh-huh. So I think if I and I mean, so let me ask you this: like so healthcare, let me ask you this. education should be things that we provide because we can't. If you go to a public school, uh-huh. which I went to, and, same, and you. W- work hard and you get to the top of your class, right? Right. You will have, if you're a valedictorian of any public school mm-hmm. in America, even if it's like in the poorest community in the, the Appalachia or in Compton, wherever it is, yeah. 
you will have an opportunity in that sure. position, right? Mm-hmm. So the factors stopping kids from going from here to there are not just systemic. They're also social, and they totally. also have to do with family and social fabric. Totally. But you bring that up, Tommy, and you're a fucking racist. What? I don't think so. I think it depends on how you bring it up. Pete Buttigieg got his fucking ass handed to him when he brought it up. What did he say, though? <laughs> he basically said that... Um, I he know, said, black kids are just as smart as poor kids. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no, he basically no, he said, said... Poor kids are just as smart as white kids. That's look, what and I know this is like we're, li- we're like two white guys sitting in a yard in West Hollywood. Like, <laughs> let's talk about race. Yeah. But also, sure, who cares? We are. My experience... Mm-hmm. Not growing up in a political system, not hearing about, not thinking about it, was growing up with kids who, were, were black kids who were gifted, program, very smart. Um, in elementary school, by the time they were seniors, they were running drugs. That is, that, now is that, at its core, is that because of systemic racism? Absolutely. Sure. Because of an, Well, an it's a social crime. Yeah. Thing. It's, a soci- it's a social mechanism that was derived from systemic racism. So now we're in sure. a chicken egg scenario. So, mm-hmm. He that kid didn't have to become a drum runner. His he was a he was smarter than me. I used to cheat off him in math. Right, Esteban Frost was his name, and Shout and out. then based on social because there's a point when you're a kid, men, boys, and girls, where your parents are less important than your peer group. Totally, and your peer high group school. becomes very important, right? That and that is like eighth grade is where that starts, and then all the way through high school. And if we're not in a position, where we can't look at what is. And you know why? Because your parents aren't in the fucking jungle with you yeah. of high school. Yeah. The high school environment, especially when you're at the bottom, like in a freshman situation, mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah. It's just terrifying. Yeah, it is. And your parents ain't going to be there to, like, baby you or stick up for you. You better have a friend group. Yeah. So you're going to do what it takes to have them stick up yeah. for you. So the problem I have with the whole thing is that, like, it is a complicated issue. Mm-hmm. And it is not solved by dismantling the entire U.S. government because if we dismantle the U.S. government with our new fresh TikTok Twitter perspective, we'll be able to start new with a colorblind society. It's like, no, we can only incrementally make slow changes sure. to to help and make it better. And I think that – yeah, Bill Maher did a bit about this the other day about progressive phobia. Okay. Did yeah. you hear about – you know? what did you say, rostophobia? Progressive-phobia. Oh, progressive-phobia. What's this that? idea that progressives – are locked in this weird mentality where they can't acknowledge that there's been any progress made. Like racism is worse now than it was 20 years. Are you fucking kidding? When, my, when I used to go out in the early 90s with my girlfriend in mm-hmm. high school who's yeah. black, yes, the shit that we would get and yeah. hear and the looks we would get, that doesn't exist now. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly been a it's lot of progress. It's way better. Yeah. Look at the LA 92 documentary on Netflix, on Netflix right now yeah. and go, it was way, there was no solidarity. There was no cross-cultural solidarity with those riots. Sure. And now look at the BLM. Is it all, everyone was involved oh, in Oh, yeah. I completely agree. So, but progressive, the, it's almost like they, they can't admit that things are better. So. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think that there are, like, certain weird, and, and I don't know what that is. There is a weird groupthink paranoia to be, and it goes along with, like, the cancel culture-y woke yeah. stuff. Where people are afraid that if they even try to push back on anything, they're going to be, like, dogpiled. <laughs> and that is a little ridiculous and bad for the discourse. Yeah. Now, think about this. 
when I was growing up, mm-hmm. the big slogan for this month, yeah, Pride Month, the LGBT was, uh, "We're here, we're queer, get used to it." <laughs> you don't hear that anymore because we're fucking used to it. I tripped over a dick on my way to the fucking podcast today. Yeah, we're definitely it's, used to it. Yeah, we're used to it, and that's it's good. I don't think I think almost a small percentage of Americans oppose gay marriage. A very small percentage. I think most people are like, that's fine. I don't care. Ten years ago, it was 50-50. True. So you have to look at that Progress. and go. Yeah, so I think even every the, the the tragedy of George Floyd, like that, is resulting in progress. But there's something about admitting the progress that certain progressives they don't they just don't want to do because they feel it's I don't know what it is. I guess they feel that if they admit or acknowledge too many victories, then that will slow down progress. Yeah, that's exactly. their thinking yeah. on some level. It's like, like a shark. Like you'll be like, well, gay marriage is legal now and people are more accepting of gay people and then we'll be like well what about trans people are still being murdered at this rate so we still have this far to go and you know i'm like okay that's 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 a fair point we should continue making progress yeah but uh i don't necessarily think that leading the charge of progress with a little bit of optimism would be the worst thing in the world hey look at all the stuff we did they used to be the optimists yeah they and now it's See, and this now there's no optimists. Now everyone is an absolute shit starter. I, I blame Twitter for sure. Obama was an optimist. Yeah, he was the last one. So I did want to talk about a Twitter thing too. This goes I hate back to Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of off of it. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. So I um. So did you see in the Heights? No. So Lin Manuel Miranda, who made Hamilton, mm-hmm. and I think Hamilton is probably the most important musical ever made in American musical history. What? I don't think anything else comes close. <laughs> Wait, what? Hamilton why? is... Why? Why the most important musical ever made? That yes, seems big. Sure. Yeah, it is that big. It is that big. Why? First of all, it's. I think it's already the most successful musical ever made, financially, number one. Okay. Number two, it took an art form, rap. Mm-hmm. It took... A mul- completely multicultural, diverse cast put on Broadway. It was a brand new thing on Broadway. It introduced a world, a genre, a style of Broadway that was undeniable and un- and it's 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 a fucking masterpiece. Sure, it's a masterpiece. It's, it's uh, worth- I agree. So I, I've only listened to it one time in the car. Yeah. Uh, on like someone played a, the CD. Yeah. I'm not super familiar with it, but I am familiar with Lin Manuel and the success gonna of the We're going to be show. dead and it's still going to be running on Broadway because every single junior high school and high school will get to go to that and take buses from Wichita and watch yeah. this to show because it is a somewhat All it's right. a it's a history lesson too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 anyway, here's my point. Here's my point. Lin Manuel genius, one of the best auteurs of, of the fucking century. Sure. He made in the Heights previous to that that just came out on Netflix, right? And it's about a Dominican neighborhood, a fictional Dominican neighborhood in Washington Heights in Manhattan mm-hmm. in like the 90s, I guess. He wrote it before Hamilton? Yeah. It was, what, a, was it on Broadway before Hamilton? Yeah, it was, I saw it w- on Broadway. It was like 10 years before Hamilton. Oh, interesting. Or like eight years. And he was the author? He was the author. It was his first- Is it rap? It's rap and singing, yeah. Interesting. It's it's similar, right? Um, there's some rap, it's mostly singing. But, um, and dancing, it's it's nice. It's It's, it's okay. It's sure. not Hamilton, but it's you know it's uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so it has the premiere mm-hmm. in the movie theaters. Da-da, there's a lot of hoopla around it, 
So I'm thinking now, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's this successful, you know, multimillionaire. He's celebrating his weekend, popping champagne, yeah. have, having threesomes with thick Dominican girls. I'm guessing <laughs> uh-huh. whatever he's doing, right? Sure. Um, you would hope so. And then, like, he gets a pling, like a fucking notification on his phone. Sure enough, some fucking, clearly some white woman from some bullshit state like Kansas mm-hmm. tweets, like, the lack of Afro-Caribbean people in this play is highly problematic. <laughs> so it was Latin play. Yeah. But there weren't enough Afro-Caribbean Latin people. There were some, but not enough. So okay. it's highly problematic. So Because now, because it's the Heights and there's more Afro-Caribbean people in the Heights? I mean, first of all... My friend jokingly said that there weren't enough Jewish people because <laughs> in reality there's a lot of Jewish people okay, in the now. area. Yeah. But, okay... <laughs> So, anyway, I feel like in a non like a PT world, like a pre-Trump world, a PT, that okay. that fucking tweet, like you go, oh, this is, she's stupid. Unfollow. Who cares? Right, agree. But now it got a lot of traction. All the Twitter blue me- check marks came out. Retweet, retweet became whole th- this whole fucking thing. And then they started subtweeting Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah. calling him like. Why didn't you do this? And da da da. And it's disappointing. I'm so I'm ashamed of you. And blah 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 blah. So he had to fucking respond. Huh. And what he responded, he responded like, you know, I I realized that I I did not include enough black people in my Latin play. And I didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah. And for that, I'm I'm truly sorry. I'm going to spend my my rest of my life in quiet contemplation <laughs> on a lake and <laughs> think about my sins and the depravity yeah. and da 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 like this obsequious, grovelly, bullshit oh, apology yeah. thing. You're like, ugh. And, wh- and you can't say probably what he should say. Yes. Which is like, th- hey. No, I can't tell you what he said. What? He should have said, look, hey, he should have been authentic. Look, I wrote this a long time ago. It's a, f- it's a fictional pl- piece about fictional people, some inspired by my real life, like my abuela. And if you found that problematic, problematic you can suck my fucking dick. Suck my fucking dick. If what I wrote 15 years ago does not align with your political ideology now, yeah. and you have a problem with that, you can suck my dick and my balls. Yeah. That's what he should have said. Follow it up. What? You can suck my dick and balls one out of 23, followed by 22 more. <laughs> oh, and also you can fondle my fucking hairy sack. Hairy my sack. You can fucking put one finger, not two, yeah. one finger in my asshole yeah. while you suck on my fucking dick. Postscript, put a glove on your hand, shove your entire thing up my anal cavity. Yeah, give it a little lube first, (laughs) but you could fucking... Well, we don't want to hurt Lin. He's the guy making them suck. (laughs) But my point is, if Lin-Manuel had done any variation of, like, if you don't like it, suck my dick, Uh I would have fucking, like, started a new religion based on... Like, if he started a cult, (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, what's the entrance fee? I'm there. If he was like, I'm Jesus Christ, I'm oh, yeah, I get it. The goatee, the beard, you're Jesus. He is much too smart for that. But you God damn, I want him to do that so bad. Because he's like, in his mind, what would it take for me to do one grovelly little tweet and then it's over? But he also had to grovel for Hamilton, too, because there weren't, it, it, it yeah. came across that there weren't enough trans people represented in Hamilton. There weren't, there weren't enough women represented well in Hamilton. So he's just like, I know these, it was so flawed. <sighs> it's a flawed play about flawed people. I'm like, just tell them, like, hey, uh, you know, this I wrote this. and But particularly for... In the Heights, which is a work of fiction. Yeah. It's his imagination. So in his imagination, right. his imagination didn't concoct enough well, black Latin people for, for me, you. 
for me, it's worse when they criticize Hamilton because it's nonfiction. Yeah. I'm like, hey, these are who they are. <laughs> yeah. what, you can cast whoever you want to play the characters. Alexander Hamilton yeah. is a man. Sorry. Yeah. And they're, well, they're also like, the women are treated like prop pieces. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Have you looked at the history they're of the world? They're not really, though. I agree. They're not really. They're active characters. Bit. The one woman who seduces Hamilton is a little bit like, you know, she's like wearing the red dress. I'm like, really? Some people. Little Monica Lewinsky. Need to occupy the role. Not everyone can be the lead of the I fucking know. play. I know. God, sometimes, sometimes the criticism of side characters, they'll be like, this character who happened to be a woman wasn't fully fleshed out. And I'm like, the movie's an hour and a half. Yeah. I know. It's about one guy's journey to do this. They're like, this character was used as a prop in the self-actualization a of a male character. Yeah. I'm like, some movies are about the self-actualization of a male character. Yeah. And not every single side character gets to have 30 minutes of yes. screen time so we understand all the nuances of why they got the you know what i mean like if a waitress is in a movie we don't always need to go home with the waitress and figure out her backstory yes should there be more nuanced and complex female characters and more movies and you know what i say make more movies with female main characters and in those movies there will be male characters who are props in that female oh for sure happens all the time yeah and that's fine yeah yeah it's some some criticisms about the broad representation are very valid. Some yeah. specific criticisms about good pieces of art and specific characters and how they were used are flimsy and annoying. Yes. And that's just how I see it. Yeah, of course. And if you the Friends reunion uh, came out <laughs> and you saw the poster for that, first of all, number one, like I was like, uh, clearly you guys all have different doctors. Too many white people in the Friends reunion. It's crazy, right? Six out of six. By the way, couldn't you, you include look, some diversity. But you in the look show at that. Po- you look at that poster, and you're like, holy shit, that looks weird now. It does. It looks bizarre. Well, I mean, I think that's a good point. It's like shows were all white for a very long but time. But again, now we're now we're going back to the same idea, like equality of, of opportunity, equality of outcome. Because the thing is, there are groups of. Like Sex and City, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Four white women. Right. Th- those groups exist. Sure. And usually when those groups exist, when there are four female friends, I would say 80% of the time, they're the same race. Whether it's they're all Latin, they're all black, they're all some variation, like, ha, blah, blah. It's very rare that you see a group of four. I mean, you see it, but it's pretty rare that you see you out and there's an Indian, a black woman, a white woman, and a fucking Chinese woman. Like and one woman f- of each race. And they're all best friends. Like and that's if you do see it, it's now. a little bit suspect. Yeah. You're like, did y'all fucking cast this? Because they can't have three white women and then a black friend because that's just fucking weird. What's going on there? So they have to make it completely diverse, which I'm all about. I'm, I think that's great. But I know it's a lot also of diverse friend groups, but it is rarely the perfect ratio like you see in a lot of these shows that's all it is now and that's yeah. that's the mandate now and so it's creating inauthentic uh, social scenarios you know i don't necessarily have a huge problem with like uh that like the perfect ratio diversity i don't have casting. a problem with it like i don't think every single show has to be that way i think that there's still and I don't think every single show is like that. I think yeah. you're mostly talking about like mainstream fucking CBS sitcoms. You know what's so funny? Shows. I was watching Succession on HBO. Great show. Great show. Love it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. 
And I remember thinking, wow, season one, season two, before all this sort of reckoning happened in 2020, and I was thinking, wow, there's no, there's like one black character in succession, right? The female assistant, pretty girl. And um, I was like, wow, that's going to, I'm sure season three will be different. And then I learned that Jeremy Strong, the lead guy, is actually black. What? Who? The lead guy in succession, the fucking, uh, the son, is actually like black. Kendall? Yeah. What? I right, I'm gonna look. I might be fucking wrong, but okay. Here's uh, yeah. I'm like <laughs> no fucking way, dude. I think he is, man. I, don't, I think I heard that. Yeah, but at that point, like, I, I mean, is he like genetically mixed, but fully white passing? Because I don't. I mean, I think we're at a point now where people are like, does right, that no, count? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Of course. Okay. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Why would you? Because bring I that because up? I saw, there was a whole montage of like a a. a like a black entertainer montage that he was in. And I was like, oh my God, he must be partly mixed or something. Uh, I was wrong. Fuck it. I'll, I mean, I'll, he I'll does r- a rap in the show and it's super cringy. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that for yeah. like his dad's birthday? It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was better than I could do. I'm not saying it was bad in terms of like his rapping technique. Just the I'm just, it was were cringy in the show because <laughs> it's like this billionaire's son is doing this rap. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. His well, that's his whole thing too. He just always like, oh, dope. Look at my new kicks. Um, it's that to me was more of a Chet Hanks type thing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. like the super successful father has this son who's kind of cringily uh making a spectacle of himself. Yes, and getting addicted to drugs. Because I, a, I, yeah. every every kid I know who's like the son, like my best friend who's the son of a billionaire, he like of course he almost OD'd. He's been in rehab twice. It's 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 there's something about the ennui that you get from that mu- I mean, look, it just it's just power. It's just too much power. But I do think we are in a really interesting place because yeah, I do too think much, yeah. I do, I think that people have discovered that like oh, if the government gives us money, we're not going to fucking work. Number one, number two, if everything is some sort of like referendum on racial relationships in America, then you can really go down a dark place. If you want to, if you're in that space, you can get down a really really dark place where you want to fucking. Hate everything. For example, Fourth of July is coming up. Okay, right? I'm glad we're getting this. This is where we're gonna get. You always, you always take things to a race. I, thing and no, I don't even like know. This is. I, I think it's like race or not. I think July Fourth now has a really. Um, uh, you would agree that the inclusion of Juneteenth as a national holiday is a good thing. It's a great thing. I think yes. it's a great thing. I think everyone can agree with that. And if you disagree that getting an extra day off from work is a bad thing, well, here's a, qu- here's a, qu- here's a question racist. I have about ju- here's, 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 here's a question I have about June. Yeah, that's silly. He's like, well, let's let's go do the Connie. Shut up. Oh shit! Yeah, dude, uh, fuck you. <laughs> that guy. Now, le- now here here is the conspiracy theory, right? <laughs> okay. All right. What's the conspiracy theory? Because it could also be, you could make the date the signing of the uh, Emancipation Proclamation, right? That could also be a national holiday. Because Juneteenth was only when they announced to Texas. Well, they're making it Juneteenth because it's already a date that is celebrated by in, black people for the Texas. past fucking... No, no, no. By the way. All over. And in Chicago nah, for nah, the nah. past 20 years. Yes. Nah, not as much as you think, dude. Not yes. as much as you think. I talked to somebody from Chicago Maybe two Chicago days ago in Texas. that said they were celebrating it in Chicago Nobody in the East Coast is, is, is celebrating Juneteenth. Mm. Nobody in California is celebrating Juneteenth. As, as far... Uh, Jun- by, okay, as may- far as when? 
Okay, look, I don't, I, don't, I haven't been in at all the fucking barbecues and don't know whatever was going on I in think the black community. I that's a good point that you don't. Right? But at the same time, like, all of a sudden, everyone hears about you. Look, I think it's fine. I think it's great. It's fine. We could have chosen a day of emancipation proclamation. We chose Juneteenth. Great. That's fine. Right. Why does the distinction between the Here's two the distinction matter so much? First of all, it's in the middle of Pride Month. It's not Pride Month. It's gone. <laughs> it's Juneteenth Month now. Uh, no, number, I disagree. Number two, it's really close to July 4th. So what I think is – so now it's almost like there's you have to make a choice. What do you celebrate as the birth of America? Juneteenth? Or July 4th. Because if you celebrate July 4th as the birth of America, what people will think and what people do think and are thinking is it is a negation of Juneteenth. So what? now no. July 4th has to be a subsidiary celebration and <laughs> Juneteenth has to be the main celebration. Who which is I saying that? Watch. Watch. You know watch what's what fucking, happens in July You know 4th. what's fucking real close to Christmas, Bill? Thanksgiving. What? That's a month. That's a, that's a month and a week. It's five weeks You know what's five close weeks to away. Thanksgiving? Halloween. Five weeks away. Not two weeks away. Four weeks, Max. There's a lot of holidays floating around. It's okay. There's room for more holidays. I don't have a problem with that. June 15th, July 4th. Let's have more summer bashes. I'm, I'm all for it. Is I'm that anti-American to have for twice the barbecue? Look, look, I'm not, I, don't, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just saying that July 4th Who's saying now. That? Who's saying that? That July 4th is uh, headed... Watch what's going to happen on July 4th. Oh, man. I think you're so wrong. You don't this. think there's going to be any protests of July 4th? Protests of July 4th? Yeah. It's not the real founding of America anymore. Oh, my God. By the way, I don't have a problem with that. As a matter of fact, if we want to make June, if we want to replace, there are people who want to replace July 4th with June 19th, and I don't have a problem who? with that. Who? Put your wants fucking to get ear to the rid ground. of a holiday? Oh, well, a day off. Yeah, dude. I'm talking about the celebration of July 4th as America's birth is is something that people that is now problematic. I don't I haven't heard that from anyone. Who are you? All right, I'm just saying. Just watch. I okay, when July 4th comes around, we will do another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and you know what? I got a sneaking suspicion there's going to be fireworks. There's going to be hot dogs. Yeah, there's gonna be people getting fucking just, smashed, and just some riding. Loop. Here's the thing: if Americans are happily and excitedly running to holidays that don't even apply to us, like yeah. Cinco de Mayo, as an excuse to get absolutely plastered, yes, and run around town being <laughs> American, I don't think that uh, <laughs> I, look, they're gonna I hope stop so. doing that. I hope so. On the Fucking uh, July Fourth. I hope so. That's the most American holiday there is. Yes, but what but does now it mean your, to your be American is, for people now? Because a lot of Juneteenth people the more American holiday. A lot of people look at America as if they, if you look at America as systemically racist, and then Juneteenth is some sort of salve or at least response to the fact that we've been founded on racism. Mm -hmm. Then it negates July Fourth as a true founding, just by definition of of it. And I think that's okay. As a matter of fact, if everyone was okay with that, I would be okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't like the fact that we are now in a situation where the American flag is considered, like, racist. Okay, I will agree with you there. If I see a truck or with American a person flag, you think waving racist. the American flag, but that's Trumpism to me. That so is in a four years, Trump was able to make the American flag look like a fucking Confederate flag somehow. 
Well, that's an interesting point. I am suspicious of the American flag at this point. I agree. I agree. And that's nuts. That shouldn't be the case. I agree. I would like to be uh, in a position where I can be proudly patriotic because I'm proud of my country. Yeah. I want to be proud of my country. Yeah. I think that's where I'm that's what I'm getting at. Like, I feel like. What I what I'm noticing, and this this is about everything, whatever you want to talk about, whatever situa- social situation, gender situation, race situation, any any concession or any attempt to help the situation out yeah. by the government or by other people is rarely met with satisfaction. It's usually met with like, okay, now what? What's next? Well, it's rarely met. It's like with, progressive phobia uh, again. You know what I mean? Like, here's my thing though: is how often. Are there any uh, substantive changes being made in government policy that actually will affect people's lives? Don't you think that Juneteenth so much is, is one? Don't you think Juneteenth is one? It's symbolism. Or is it symbolism? But it's what all is it symbolic symbolism? victories. So it wouldn't be a symbolic victory. Uh, fucking getting rid of qualified immunity, changing the healthcare system. Uh, raising the minimum wage, these would be policy changes. That's yeah. a big fucking difference between like, oh, we're going to paint Black Lives Matter on the street of New York and also increase the police budget. Yes. You know what I mean? I get that. So that's why people are still mad, because nothing fucking changed. Yeah. I think everyone is in agreement that including Juneteenth as a national holiday is a good thing, and everyone's happy that that occurred. Yes. But to now say, oh, well, now we gave you Juneteenth, so all black people have to stop <laughs> complaining about Everything else is ridiculous. Oh, no, of course, of course. Yeah. And, and there's no way I'm saying that. I'm also saying that, saying that you're talking, I think some talking Republicans about, are saying that. Sure, when you're talking about um, even things like minimum wage. Th- mm-hmm. th- this, this is my problem with that, too. Um, yeah, sure, it's great. You know, blah, blah, blah. For comics, hey, our wages haven't increased in 15 years. <laughs> and um, they b- certainly will not. <laughs> and there's the minimum wage the day, increases. The they won't the increase day, for us. Employers mm-hmm. and people with money. Yeah are human, and so they're self-interested, greedy fucks. True. So if the minimum wage is raised, uh-huh. they'll just raise the price of their products. Mm. They're, not, they're not going to go, oh, let me increase the minimum wage, and I'll take a pay cut, because humans are garbage. They're not going to do that. Do you think that if, if employers across the board had to raise minimum wage, you think they're going to cut into their profit margin? They're not going to. So what are they going to do? They're going to find other ways to make the money. Probably. I personally don't know that an across-the-board $15 minimum wage, regardless of cost of living, is the solution to economic problems. I was just mostly giving minimum wage increase as an example of a real policy change. Yes, for sure. You know what I mean? That particular issue I'm a bit split on in terms of how effective it would be. Yeah. But... It would be something. It would be an actual policy change that people could point to as a real know, thing. It's just it's just so weird. There's so many things. I just think that everything— It would everything, be an optics victory for the Democratic it's Party. It's almost like the butterfly effect, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a butterfly flaps its wings in Ecuador, and it ends up affecting someone in L.A. Sure. It's the same thing with all these policies. Like True. Any, anything that you, you increase the minimum wage, someone who shouldn't get fucked will get fucked by it. If if right. re- re- rent control is a perfect example, rent control in New York is such a big thing that you have either old legacy rich families in New York mm-hmm. who can afford there, or super super poor people. And if you're in the middle, it's nearly impossible to live in fucking New York. Do you know what I mean? 
Well, I think it's mostly for the benefit of the poor people so that they don't get kicked out of the houses they've owned for 40 fucking years, you know? Yeah, but there's also just a, l- there's a lot of abuse of rich people who have, like, they make millions of dollars. They have a $500 a month brownstone, and, you know. I also think that there are landlords who are uh, yeah, land- not benefiting because they can't charge whatever price they want. And they can't raise, they can't build new new buildings. I think there's a lot of these, like, scummy landlords in low-income areas that would happily raise all of their rents to yeah. you know appease the white but what happens with the with what happens with the rent control apartments in new york too is that the landlords who own the rent control apartments because they don't have they're not incentivized by the profit structure they, they go to shit go to ruin yeah they go to yeah, shit sure. the maintenance is fucking garbage yeah that's an interesting point i'm not sure what protections there are for renters against things like that yeah if any Anyway, so the point is, everyone's fucking garbage. Yeah. Now, speaking of garbage, Tommy, how's your love life? <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's good? We are we are just friends now, technically. But, but you're we're still just, boning. We're just boning and also uh, helping each other with art stuff, and I'm building furniture, and she's sending me pictures of the cats, and we're still dating. <laughs> so she basically got everything she wanted. She got everything she wanted. But I got everything I wanted in terms of, I don't know. I mean, the classification is technically that we're just friends, but I don't know. So what if you were hanging out with her and she got, bling, a text? I mean, it's bound to happen any day now, right? Yeah. Unless she removes notifications from your phone, which you can do. She might do it. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't care. Mm, I would have to. Yeah. Right? I think that's valid. That's what you have to do, yeah. And the same could happen to her. But we have agreed that we're trying to be uh, aware and conscientious of each other's feelings. Uh-huh. Even in the stuff that we're posting on social media. Like, we're not going to oh, post. For sure. We're not going to post, like, I'm single now. Everybody come fuck me. Yeah. Because we agreed that that would be hurtful. Yeah, of course. So I think we're trying in a genuine way to be uh, kind yeah. and mature. And if if that should change, or if I should feel disrespected, then we will revisit it. But as of now, I do feel respected and listened to. Now, here's the thing I've always thought about open relationships or polyamory, whatever the fuck you want to say it is. Well, which is not what we're doing, just okay. for the record. Yeah, it's, okay. mm-hmm. It feels a little mm-hmm. like that, but it's not technically what we're doing. You're friends who are fucking, and then you can both fuck other people. We're friends who are fucking and, and spending a lot of time together and texting every day. And you have per- you still have permission to fuck other people, right? Without telling each other. Yes. So it's an open relationship. It's not though because uh, she's not technically my girlfriend, and that's why she but can fuck other people. But it's a relationship. Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is basically that. But it's I don't know. I, what am I supposed to do? What, what what would you suggest? Because I still like hanging out with her, and I still like dating her. No, I, I think, didn't really want to stop I, doing I think, that. I think you should, as long as you don't feel like you... Look, I, I lost some virginity to a girl in Mexico, and I spent like three weeks in Mexico hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. And the big phrase where I was, hey, Bill, don't feel less. Don't feel less. Don't feel to, less? Don't feel less. What does that mean? Just don't feel less. As long as you don't feel less. <laughs> don't feel less. Hey, Bill, don't, Tommy, don't feel less. As long as you don't feel less, that's fine. <laughs> Wait, what if does you that mean? 
it means like if, if yeah, something sure, about fine, that if something it, about that affects your self esteem, yeah, or your belief in yourself, or yes. your thoughts on your integrity, or yes. whatever it is, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. Agree. Right. Agree. It's same. It's it's why cheating doesn't work. Yes. Right. Because people. That would make me feel less. It makes them feel less. I don't think. Oh, I can, I can get away. Yeah, you can't. You're gonna fucking. It's gonna come out. I feel like we have a very open communication yeah. at the moment to where if anytime I'm feeling less, I can communicate that and I can explain why and and we will have like a respectful conversation about it. Yeah. And I think that if it does enter a situation where I don't like it, then yeah. I can always leave or stop communicating as much. But for the moment, I feel better to be to be in it. Yes. And maybe that is just our way of politely and gradually weaning ourselves off of each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been in a situation. It's a work like in this. progress. I think you're doing I think you're doing well, Tommy. As of now, we're both being very nice to each other. And you, and you're happy about it. I'm happy about it. I have no complaints. I get mm, to I get something to something in the tone of your voice though. Something in the tone I of your mean, voice. <laughs> I have a little bit of anxiety yeah, about yeah. it. Sure. So if there's that. a night if you spend four nights with her, are the other three nights are you like, what the fuck is this bitch doing these other three nights? No. No, not right now. No. Maybe no. I will at some point. So for you, but, Tommy. But right now I'm equally as excited about the possibility of uh, maybe other it, things. Are there other girls that you've been talking to? Um, is there anyone that you just sort of been talking to? Just like, what's up, girl? Not really. Not really? Because I'm busy. You're busy. I am fucking. Well, here's the thing that's. It's like, I'm just busy. But let's say something pops up. Yeah. There's other girls where I'm like, oh, that would be cool. That would be fun. Yeah. Maybe if, you know, something leads to that, that would be like a fun little detour. Yeah. But right now, I still got like a used tampon in my bathroom trash can. You know what I mean? So it's like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not ready. I'm just. It's all gradual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But where where does this end? Do you, uh, I don't know. Probably it doesn't have, disaster, I mean, not to be Bill. like your dad. Uh-huh. But, but like, do you, do you look look at this and go, because sometimes when I'm in weird, complicated situations, I'm always like, man, what's going to be the, where, this is going to end somehow. Uh-huh. How will it end with least blood? Listen, the least amount of physical damage? If I look three moves ahead more than most people I know. Yeah. I'm constantly thinking of, how to prevent damage. I'm making prophylactic chest moves in my love life. Oh, shit. Prophylactic. Mm-hmm. I like the use of that word. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But in this particular case, I am getting a lot of value from maintaining my relationship with Shelly. And I feel like it would be a bigger loss mm-hmm. at this juncture yeah. To cut things off with her. Yeah. Prematurely. To to save myself from a hypothetical threat. Yes. Right. Like if the threat was real and affecting me yeah. right now, I think I would take more direct action. Yeah. But at the moment, all the threats are hypothetical. Yeah. But if I just cut myself off completely, then that's me damaging myself. Right. Got it. There's and that would bother me. It would make me sad. It would make me depressed. It would deprive myself of a support system and a friend. Uh huh. In a way that right now feels unnecessary. And in the meantime, 
I am slowly emotionally adjusting to the idea that we are not a couple anymore. So it, I think for for now it works. Yeah. 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 I get that. Now let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If you hypothetically, okay, if if she got a text from three name guy, oh yeah yeah, okay. If you saw that, mm-hmm. would you be would you just be like okay and handle it, or would would that be like a deal breaker for you? I mean, I don't think it would be a deal breaker because it would be it was within allowed. The, is it within the fucking yeah? It's in the rules. It's in the rules. She's following the rules. She is following the rules. But would it eat at you that like, oh, is that why you want an open relationship? I don't. Kn- I know that particular thing is not why. Okay. Because we've talked about it. Yeah. I even brought it up mm. as one of the things that was kind of like bothering me. That's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. <sighs> this might be a good way for you to get a threesome finally, Tommy. I mean, maybe. No interest? Oh, there would be interest. I mean, I think that would be fun. Why don't you bring it up to her? This is a perfect time. Yeah. She wants to open a relationship. She's a musician in L.A. She's clearly somewhat bi. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, she's mentioned it. She's had one before. But I don't know. It's it's not something that... I don't know. It's For some reason, like a lot of guys really think about that and, and have this fantasy... But I... Uh, it's never been one of your fantasies. I don't know. Not really. Yeah. It, it always struck me as something that would be cool as an experiment. Yeah. But not something that I really think about. I think it, for me, because I'm a little lazy. So for me, it's great if you're lazy. You can spend a lot of time watching, I, lying on your back. One thing about sex, to, to me, a threesome is all about... Uh, spectacle uh-huh. and kind of like masculine uh, ah, or wh- wh- whatever. Like like there's something about the fact that you're a man and there's two women yeah. that you're like twice as man. I'm I'm yes. double the man because I can handle these two women when in reality they're doing all the work. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> you get to feel like Co- that, that, that old painting of Conan on the mountain with the two women right. slavishly wrapped around his legs. Exactly. You know? There's something grandiose about yeah. it, but uh, that, that seems so like such like an ego flex. Absolutely, to it's me. about ego. And I, I don't know. I every woman I've been in a serious relationship with, when I mention to them they have threesomes, they get so fucking mad. They 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 think it's funny in the beginning of the relationship, mm-hmm. and then later on they're like, Ugh. "You do a bit about threesomes in your act, fucking garbage." Fucking dumpster. They get so fucking mad. I'm like, what? They're hilarious. I mean, there was the one night where I was kind of like sad and a potential threesome came up on Bumble and I drove to that hotel <laughs> and got scammed out of $100. <laughs> Maybe that turned me off on the idea. So, I mean, I, yes. I thinking back, there Wait, was. What was that story? Did you t- mention that on the podcast? <laughs> Maybe forever ago. I probably did. What was it? Oh, well, I was kind of like down on, on my luck, <laughs> single, <laughs> and these. These girls on uh, Bumble were like, hey, we're in town for the weekend. We're looking like for the, some it was, fun. It was one Bumble cat with two girls on it. Right. Looking and, for some fun. And they got me on FaceTime from Bumble. And oh, they so were you like, saw their faces. I saw their faces. And they're cute. And I talked to them, and they were cute. And you're like, hell. And they were like, we're getting a hotel tonight. 
do you want to come like meet up with us and have a good time? And okay. I was like, L- let me do a time out here, Tommy, real quick. Mm-hmm. <sighs> At what point were you like, because I have a theory about this. Mostly the theory is that men are stupid, but I am more stupid. specifically at what point and I'm older than you. And when I was your age, I would have probably done what you did. But when you get older, you realize that women don't really hit on you. No, unless you're famous. Yeah. No woman is just like, oh, I want this guy's dick. Yes. He's so hot and funny. If you're rich or you're famous, that's a different equation. Here's the thing. Whenever I tell this story, everyone goes, you're such an idiot. I'm really not. I knew it was too good to be true the whole time. But you have two girls FaceTime you come to the hotel. Why wouldn't you? I was actively verbalizing that this was a little bit of a d- ridiculous situation, but I'm like a single, curious comedian. Any guy. I wanted <laughs> know to you? know what How would happen. How did they know you? Bumble. Just Bumble. Just they, Bumble. Did they watch your clips or anything? Did they? No. So you thought, based on my fucking I hot photos on Bumble, these two sexy bitches want to have a threesome with me. Nope. That's not what I thought. I thought... <laughs> Won't this be a hell of a story? Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen if I show up. <laughs> That's what I thought. And and so the first thing I did was I called up because, you know, I'm not just going to go into this situation completely blind. First thing I did, I called up my one friend who would for sure tell me to go do it. <laughs> and I said, is this a good idea? Yeah, and he said, "Fuck, you gotta go, bro." <laughs> so then, what I did was, I, t- I was like, "I mean, this seems a little weird." Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just know that I'm going here, and if I don't call you by the end of the night, or t- you know, text you, then I maybe I'm dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I've been booby trapped, but I'm gonna be cautious every step of the way. I just want to see what happens. So you you're told to drive to a hotel. What hotel? Well, first thing I was told to do is get money to pay for my third of the hotel. And I was like, ah, <laughs> not great. I was like, all like, right. But it's still money in my wallet, which is no harm, no foul. So I got some, it's money in my wallet. Yeah. I got some joints. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, it's it's a my. Thir- a third is $100? I was like. It's a nice hotel. Well, they said 200 and I was like, I'll bring 100 Oh, shit, Bala. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, nah. I'm bringing a Benny, motherfuckers. Uh, so. And then it was like, it's money in my wallet. There's, $100 isn't the fucking the most money. Two fucking girls, right? Yeah. Worst case scenario, well, like, some dude jumps out of a dumpster and mugs yeah. me. I was like, ah, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to just see what happens. So I go downtown. Downtown LA. What hotel was it? I don't even remember. It better be the fucking W. I don't remember. Or the Westin or something. I don't remember. Okay. It wasn't the one where the girl died in the fucking water, the water I silo. Know. I don't remember. Okay. I don't, uh, it was like downtown. Okay. Fucking one of the. See, you must be a little bit, because downtown is still like I am legend. With yeah, it was, I mean, it's a little bit crusty so down there. So what, you parked valet parking in the hotel? No, I parked on the side of the street. Parked on the side of the street. And then I walked up to the hotel real fucking curious. You were probably nervous, right? Yeah, I was like nervous about a potential threesome. <laughs> I was nervous about getting Everything. mugged. You probably already came in your pants. Yeah. yeah. So so anyways, I'm out in front of the hotel and apparently like there's this one one of these girls is like she's like know someone at the hotel if she's going to discount, I don't know, some some fucking fact that I don't fully remember. But I go up t- and they pull up in the car. They have a little car that they supposedly rented. And oh, so they weren't already at the hotel. Mm-mm. They pull up behind you're waiting out front and they pull up er, next to you. They're in a car. Yeah. And I look in the car. Two girls. Yeah. 
two fucking no one in the back with a gun pretty kind of yeah not but not too pretty yeah you know what i mean yeah pretty enough that this could this could be real that's what i'm saying yeah it's I like get it. it's like they're pretty like oh i would have sex with you yeah but not you know what i mean like yeah they're not models they're just two girls who look like they might be in town and yeah they're like they're crazy. la sixes got it right yeah and and I was like, okay, um, you know, the cars, it's just me and these, t- I I could take them. They just pulled up in a Yaris? I could it's take them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. could take them. Everything's good. And uh, They get out. When they get out of the car, what's, are they like They friendly? don't get out. I get in. So okay. there's the You possi- get in the back seat like it's a mafia movie. They're going to drag you out to a field and shoot you in a cornfield? That's a, that's a possibility. Okay, so I mean, you get if in my the back parents seat, heard the like, story, they wouldn't be thrilled. Why did you get in the back seat? Because the, they're in the front seats. But you're already at the hotel. Where are you going to go? We're going to go get drinks. Oh, you're going to get drinks first. We're going to go to a bar. You're going to soften up the fact that, uh, yeah, okay. So now we're in the car and we're just chatting. Yeah? Just two girls. We're just chatting. It's good. Everything's chill. Uh, They're talking about star signs and we're making jokes. And, like, I'm getting laughs. Yeah. But, you know, maybe part of the ruse. <laughs> but they felt genuine. <laughs> it felt like a real conversation. And what bar do you go to? Do you remember the bar? But I'm also a dumb fucking guy. Yeah, but any guy would be do the same thing. I'll tell you what. And and the other thing that I thought is like, eh, this will be a good story. Worst case scenario, I'm out like 100 bucks. Yeah, you're not in a crazy situation. Worst case scenario, I'm out 100 bucks and uh, And you have a podcast story. I have a podcast story. That's <laughs> literally what I was thinking is like, I ain't got enough stories. <laughs> and so what part are you I'm dumb and I, you know, I got a little bit of money to burn. So so we're just driving around, and at, at one point, when we're in the car, we're all in the car together. We've been talking for a little bit, and they're like, hey, Whoa. could you give us the money for the- uh, At the bar. No, 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 in the car. Before you even get to the bar. Before hey, we get to the car. Hey, can you give us the money? And I was like, all right. That was your mistake. Big mistake, for sure. Rule but number I one. Didn't, you know, Product um, first and then the money. Okay, <laughs> so I get that. So you give them the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I gave her the money, but then like, and then we was talking for like 10, 15 minutes. Still in the car. Driving around. Are you um, looking for a bar? We're looking for a bar, but then, and I and I put the two together, so it's going to be so fucking obvious. Uh, I put the- Then they're like, oh shit, we have to go somewhere first. What no, we got to we gotta grab tracers, like drinks from the 7-Eleven. Yeah. So, and, uh, and they made you go into the Seven Eleven. Yeah, and they took off. And they took off. So <laughs> I, <laughs> that's fucking great. That's a great Tommy. And what a great story. It was the way that they did it that I. It was so fast and a little bit. Weird oh yeah. What, it, that, it's not weird for you to go out and get the chasers. Why not? Hey, go get the chasers first, buddy. Right. Like, uh, well, what happened was they were making this U turn. Uh huh. Kind of, it kind of felt like a semi-illegal U-turn, and there was like a cop over on the other street <laughs> that we had noticed, and then they didn't have a parking spot, so they were like, "Wait, run in and get the chasers real quick," Wh- and they're like, "They're not parked," so it's like, I gotta jump out of the car. In the moment, it felt like, "Oh, I gotta of course, get out of the of car course, soon of so that we're not blocking traffic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't course. really like, "Of course, of course." It was an instinctual like. Tommy, nothing you did is fucking out of every single person would have done the same. Thing. And then they're like, "We're gonna park," and also I had their number. Yeah, and we had exactly. been texting and like FaceTiming. Yeah. So I got out of the car and I went and got. I was like, "What do y'all want?" So I got two drinks and I came back outside, and they were gone. Yeah. 
maybe to park, and I called them instant voicemail. And immediately, I was like, oh, I'm an so. idiot. But also, I'm stupid. You, I hope at that point, right away, you were able to kind of laugh. I immediately That's laughed. hilarious. I laughed so hard. And you know what? <laughs> and I was like, good you, on you. I, I left them a very nice voicemail. Because <laughs> I could have left them a voicemail that was like, you fucking bitches. You, yeah. fuck, you took my money. No, 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 no. I left them a voicemail that was like, hey, y'all got me. Uh, I was like, you did get me though. I was like, I was, right. I was instantly like, respect to the hustle. You did get because me because they worked that hard for a hundred bucks. For a hundred bucks, they worked that hard, and it was so genuine. And I, I literally went down the list of all the things they did excellently. I gave them some notes. Yeah, I was like, could have pushed for more money. <laughs> you probably could have gotten one fifty out of me. <laughs> and the other thing, the other thing I said is that I was like. And the other thing, I still got the two joints in my pocket, so I'm going to just smoke them by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was like, I do respect it. Uh, so-and-so, you had, you had a beautiful smile, by the way. I'm still kind of like Mac, and, you know, who knows? Maybe they listen to it to have a change of heart. I was like, if you come pick me back up, you know, I do have a little more cash on me. Yeah. I would love to get scammed again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you another hundred views. And, you know, I, and I kind of was like, y'all are, y'all are great characters. You guys are great characters. Uh, they're like Thelma and Louise. They're like Thelma and Louise. And I, I just liked them. I liked them more after they scammed me. So I don't know what that says Did about you ever, me. Do you ever have their full names? I don't even remember. God, that would have been so great to find them on social media and be like, hey, bitches. Yeah, I don't think I had their last name. Maybe they made up names. I wouldn't That's be surprised. That's kind of genius. Oh, I went back on Bumble, completely had erased their Bumble profile. <laughs> they, the other thing was, like, I had their phone number, so I don't know if that's, like, a burner phone or, like, may, I probably maybe could have tracked them down if I really cared. Yeah. I just didn't care that much. That's wild. It was interesting. I wonder if that was the type of thing, like, they just make, like, hundreds of dollars a weekend by doing that. Now, I have... I'll bet they've made a lot more than they made off me. Sure. Now, just so you don't feel like a dum-dum... Mm-hmm. I've been scammed plenty of times. I, I, I went through a similar scam recently. Oh, a beautiful woman. Probably when I was like, I mean, I must have been like, oh, I was almost 40, I guess. You want to believe. But this, so this is what happened. <laughs> so I was headlining at the uh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Laugh Break, <laughs> where I'm headlining this week. Oh, uh, anyway. Um, and sometimes you'll get like hit up from people from Instagram or blah, blah, blah. And this girl's like, hey, what's up? She's messing with me. And I was like, she's cute. This is years ago, and um, we're kind of going back and forth, and it was kind. I was like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" Like, you know, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm working, but after let's grab a drink after work." And now it's like late; it's like after shows, so it's like midnight. I'm like, she wants to hang out, uh, so I kind of like let it go because it felt like she was blowing me off. She goes, "Look, I'll just come by. I have a driver. I'll come by. Um, come by right now and pick you up. Is that cool?" Mm. And I'm like. This cute girl, she's gonna pick me up with the driver. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get out there, this like, you know, like a black SUV pulls up. And the girl's there with the driver. She's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, she's drinking, like, hey, hey, party. I was like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, I know she's like, uh, she's like, she texts me, I'm sorry, it's weird with the driver. I know it's gonna be, but it's all oh, cool. She's like, what do you want to do? Let's, let's go have drinks at my work. I go, cool. I was like, where do you work? She goes, I work at Crazy Horse 3. <laughs> I think that's the name of the strip club, right? Yeah. I go, okay. And I'm still like not, I'm kind of going like, 
professional SUV, really nice SUV, professional driver, her, and she's like, ah, she's cute, just being all flirty. Oh my God, it's gonna be so fun. We're gonna do that. And he goes, you don't have to pay for, um, you don't have to pay for um, drinks. Don't, wor- don't worry, for admission, you know, it's free. Okay, cool. Cause I'm, so I'm thinking she's trying to scam me. I don't know what it is. But she was just tip the driver when yeah. we get out. Still, okay, fine. I gave the driver like 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, here's 10 bucks. What the fuck? Who might what? Okay. I get into the strip club free. So I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> so we sit down. <laughs> yeah. This so we is so me. Do you know what's going to happen? So like, I, I ain't lost any money we, yet. We, yeah. Like, I'm okay. I'm only down $10. Yeah. Um, Still in the game, And baby. we sit in the thing, and she's like, oh, by the way, the food here is so great. She, like, this, they have actually ma- amazing shoes, believe it or not, blah, 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 blah. And we're coming up, and like, she's like, yeah, you want to get a lap dance? These girls are fucking hot. We should get a lap dance. I was like, yeah. And uh, and then she goes, she goes, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go bathroom. I'll be right back. Right? I was like, cool. She says, or something, I'll be right back. So I'm there, look at the menu, and then like five minutes pass, 10 minutes. To, and then by the 10th minute, I was like, this bitch just left. She just left. So the strippers start coming over to me like, Hey, so I saw that I saw the girl here with the bathroom. She's so cute. Maybe the three of us can hang out later. Mm. I'm going, oh, this I get it. So she picks up the guys, bait. gets them in that's the club, an official strip club SUV, mm-hmm. brings them to the strip club. Hey, 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 spend money on lap dances and food because it's a slow night. It was like a Tuesday or a Monday, yes. and uh, I'll see you later. And then they just disappear. And most guys probably like. They I'm drink, already here. They forget. They don't know where'd she go. And oh, now she I'm met depressed. I just got ditched, so I'm gonna get a lap dance. Or they better think about she it. met someone because she works here. She got caught up in work, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And then the strippers, they really put it on. Think, oh, that girl's like so hot. Maybe we can like that. Uh, and they started going. She she wanted me to give you a lap dance. I'm like, oh fuck. Y'all so are I got, all I, friends. And I was like, nah. So I got a sushi. I did not leave a tip. <laughs> <laughs> and then I left. And I left. A guy goes. He goes, oh, yeah, I can drive you back. It's just 20 bucks. I was like, yeah, fuck off. And I just, you know, walk and call a friend. Like, can you pick me up? Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's the same scam. Yeah. You know what Horny I mean? man will <laughs> fall for anything. <laughs> and this is me after, like, years of living in New York and thinking, like, oh, I'm not going to get scammed anymore. It could have been a lot worse. At least I recognized it soon enough. You know what I mean? And you know, the other thing was, and this is kind of where we're both coming from, I'm too smart to get fucking scammed. I'm so smart. <laughs> I'm so fucking smart. I'm going to walk right into the scam and, and think still, my way out yeah, of it. Yeah, still beat it. It's from like an escape end. room. I'll beat it. That's how I felt the whole time. Yeah. And even when I gave her the money, which in retrospect was very stupid, I was like, she's still in my sight. I'm yeah. still with these girls. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm going to keep an eye on them. And the turning of the car in traffic and me having to hop out and get chasers happened so fast that I was like, because if we had just parked, I don't think that would have happened. But the momentum of the moment, it was it, it felt like they were they did this illegal U-turn and they were like, I got to get out fast before, like, we get in trouble. Yeah. And I was, you know, and in the end, I wasn't that smart. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to remember that. Yeah, it is good to remember that. I'm be like, oh, next time that a girl offers me a threesome, I'm going to be like, first <laughs> things first, acknowledge you're an idiot. <laughs> Look in the mirror and say you're an idiot. <laughs> and go anyway. And go, still go. But keep the money in your pocket. Keep the money in your pocket. After the threesome and then empty out your wallet. Yeah. Or don't bring the money. Yeah. No, but then they'll kick you out of the car. 
see the rule of scams is because in New York you hear this all now. You know the three card Monty scam in New York. Most people don't even know what the scam really is. Three card Monty. Keep your eye on the keep your eye on the queen. Where's the queen? 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 Mm. And then people point to it and they go, oh, "Here it is." Ah, uh, and they go, "You show me forty, I'll give you 40. There is no queen. No, there's a queen. Oh, and there is no d- there's no uh, sleight of hand going on either. Sometimes there is, but now it's not even that because the way it works is once someone takes money from you, mm-hmm. and any s- that woman took money from you, yeah, it's now her money. Yes. What are you gonna get it back, Tommy? You gonna f- start assaulting her and getting it back, officer? Once she puts it in her pocket, it's her money. You can't you can't be hey give it back and try to touch her. Now no. you're assaulting her. That's true. So the way three card Monty works in the streets of Manhattan, I don't know if they really do it there anymore, but you have a g- big table, group of people, everyone's having a fun time. They have all this cash, and they're like, and you sit there and you watch, and as you watch, you realize it's really easy to find the queen, mm-hmm. and for some reason these dipshits can't always find it. Sometimes they find it and they win this money, and sometimes they don't. You're like, oh, it was right there, and then you're like, fuck, no, it was right there. And like, what? You know, you know. Hey, man, show me 40, give you 40. So what happens is if you the show- The shits are fake. They're plants. They're all friends. Yeah. There's usually like four or five working together. And so you go, if you if you go, oh, God, like I missed it. It was right there. You go, oh, you're right. All right, next time you got to show, you know, show them. And so you're like, oh. So because everyone's a fucking stupid narcissist egoist, yes. you I'm think so much I have such amazing visual acuity yeah. that I can spot the queen. He can't trick me. So you think you're gifted in this weird queen spotting way. So what happened, and I've seen this happen. It's mm. always some white, fucking white kid. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, blah, blah, blah. he goes, all right, show me 40, I'll give you 40. And the guy will put down 40, and he'll show him 40, and he'll take it and he'll like, now the kid will have 80 bucks. And oh, they'll keep playing. Oh, da, 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 da. What's this? What's this? Um, da, da. All right, you, hey, show me 80, I'll give you 80. So the kid uh, will like, put down or like show me you give me another 20 and you'll get 200 right mm-hmm. so that kid will take out another 20 he'll take his 40 or he has his 20 he'll put down the 80 the guy will be take the take the 80 put it in his pocket all right let's stay next to and the guy will like hey that's my money like what are you talking about and they'll totally ignore him and go hey hey that's my money now you're a white kid from fucking tupelo and you're surrounded by three fucking cons mm-hmm. who are looking at you like get the fuck out of here yeah and you just what are you gonna do you gonna fucking reach into his pocket? Nope. Yeah. So it's literally just like a brute mass game. Just like you, if you're dumb enough to take your money out and someone puts it in their pocket, it's no longer your money in any scenario. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. All. Yeah. I mean, and it is a similar concept. Not. It's n- way different than the three dudes who you can't fight. But like, it's just the ego, yeah. the narcissism of it all. It's the <laughs> same as like the carnies. Yeah. Who like? Did you ever play that fucking carnival game where you like have to throw a ball and bounce it off a backboard and get it in the yeah thing? I remember going to the carnival when I was a kid, and I had like a certain amount of money to spend, and I was like, I I was just watching this one game, and the carny is so fucking good at it. Yeah, he gets it every time. Yeah, and it looks so easy. Yeah, and when you also look at it. He's throwing like he acts like he's throwing it from the same places behind the counter, but he's throwing it from in front of the counter, lean back a little bit. Yeah. And it's just a different angle. Yeah. And it's a guy who's been practicing that all day. Yeah. And it looks so fucking easy. And, you know, they kind of taunt you a little bit and you're like, I can do that. Yeah. And that's so fucking easy. And you can't. Yeah. You can't. 
And maybe you can after you drop 60 bucks yeah. on a $5 stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah. But there's just the house never loses. Yeah, exactly. Anytime you're being offered something that is that good <laughs> or that appe- you know, appealing, teasing you, it's like uh it's just it's just the game of humanity. Yeah. And you're the dumbass human being human all over yourself until you got no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what uh, anything else you want to cover? I got to go. You got to go. All right, hang Tommy. out with my not girlfriend. Yeah. Anyway, Tommy, thanks for seeing you, man. I don't know when I'm back again, but uh good luck. <laughs> Keep me posted with everything. Uh I guess I'll post this maybe like tomorrow. I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas if everyone is in Las Vegas. I doubt it, but we'll see. Um thanks, man. Be well, but have a fun non-date with your non-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye.